I'm a part-time rock star, but I go to work and work hard. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. Uh, this week's episode is with my new friend, Stefan Hoyer. Uh, he seems to be geeking out there like crazy over in Naptown in Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, he seems to be a, a solid part of the scene. Uh, in this episode, we had a real productive chat. We went into kind of some serious stuff, kind of some stuff behind uh, his latest song, Strange Behavior. And also some lighter stuff of kind of what he's been doing to stay sane in the quarantine. I um, hope everybody out there is, you know, also staying sane. And maybe this does a, a small part in that. But overall, just trying to stay safe and healthy and, you know, not die. Um, also, shout out to the nurses, docs, medics, respiratory therapists, and anybody I missed in the medical community. In any case, um, Stefan has a new music video out for the song that I'm featuring at the end of the episode, if you stick around. I will also try to link the song into the podcast description in Podbean or whenever it makes it up to iTunes. Uh, you can also find the song on Spotify. He has a website, stephanhoyer.com, I believe. So you can look for him out in the dock bars once the summer rolls around and hopefully society comes back online. Um, other than that, just, yeah, if you like the podcast, message, subscribe, whatever. Um, otherwise, enjoy. Alright, what's up? Welcome to episode uh, 10, most likely, of the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. Um, my guest today is Stefan Hoyer, a local Annapolis, or Naptown, as we say, musician. Um, I was listening to some of your stuff today, man. Sounds pretty sexy. Thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Maybe I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, what's going on? Thank you for having me on uh, Part-Time uh, Rockstar Podcast. Thank you um, for being here. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So my name is Stefan. Like Brett said, uh, Naptown. Not born and raised, but raised. And uh, I've been here for um, about a total of nine years. And uh, I started playing out um, in venues and bars and clubs probably about five years ago. Um, and uh, before uh, I moved to Annapolis, I was living in Texas uh, in San Antonio. Um, so I've been here now though, um, for the past four years. So. Gotcha. It might actually help if you hold the, your phone a little closer to you. Oh yeah. It's audio. I'm, kinda. Not, I'm not sure why, but it's, it's breaking up a little bit. And for the listeners out there, we're, yep. we're on the old FaceTime. Yeah. Being, being careful in the quarantine. That's right. Can't be too careful. Yeah. I think I can hear you a little better if it's closer to you. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, um, so are you as, it seems like you're mostly a solo act, um, is that accurate or? Yeah, yeah, so, um, I had, here and there, um, in the past, uh, four or five years, um, I played in a couple different bands, um, had some time in Rep Repco, who's also Annapolis, uh, based. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, so we, we had some, um, 
some cool shows together and uh did some traveling as well so um yeah that was awesome uh you know i've been in a lot of like projects as well here and there and kind of idea based um you know things going forward and but um for the most part i i play solo um i play about i probably average three or four times a week um playing solo gigs um sometimes bars clubs venues um i've been doing recently i've dipped my hand in um a lot of uh, private party gigs, so you know, weddings, anniversaries, ceremonies, stuff like that. So. Well, right on. Um, like I said, the point of this interview or podcast is kind of try to help each other out and, and get the word out and uh, kind of try to highlight what you do best, whether that be covers or that's originals or it's solo or band. Mm-hmm. It's not super important because, I mean, as we all know, whatever you book yourself as is just a completely different genre and requires a different venue and requires a different audience. So hopefully this maybe gets to the audience that you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Or not. Um, But (laughs) that's the goal anyway. Yeah. This is cool. I think this um, is actually my, my first podcast that I've ever been on. So, uh, it's kind of a new, new milestone oh, this for me. Is, this is my first podcast ever uh, doing on my own. <laughs> well, there we go. So, uh, it, it's a work in progress for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess for, you know, if your friends listen or anybody who doesn't know, how would you sort of describe your sound? And if you want, I can take a stab at it as well. Uh, yeah, I'm open to, you know, I've, I always like hearing what other people hear me as. Honestly, I think that uh, hearing other people's interpretation of my sound has inadvertently uh, made me classify what my sound is, you know, just by yeah. other people, you know, you know, kind of thinking what I sound like. So um, personally, what I would say is kind of a, a mix between um, Alan Stone, uh, Jordan Riquet, um, maybe Bernhoft, uh and I mean, this is like probably very audacious to say, but Stevie Wonder, I love Stevie, so he's been yeah. a big, you know, not not to say that I'm anywhere near his. his uh, well, I'm ballpark. certainly, I'll admit, not super familiar with that world, um, as far as just because I've always been interested in kind of the rock, metal, and punk world. But I mean, to me, it, it seems like you fit nicely into any sort of pop rock uh, genre especially, you know, on a playlist or anything like that. Uh, is that fair or is that... Yeah, definitely. Slightly um, inaccurate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I I love rock as well. I love, um, yeah, I love punk. I love, you know, grunge. And there's, you know, I, I listen to everything, but I think probably most closely what I what I relate to in my own music is is probably uh, probably neo-soul, R&B, um, funk, yeah. you know, like... So is that all you on the recordings or is that uh, also a collaborative effort? So, so the latest uh, song that I will be releasing actually on all streaming platforms, probably within a week or so, um, that's called strange behavior. Uh, it's available right now on Bandcamp for purchase, but it'll be, you know, open for streaming. Um, as soon as they, (laughs) I guess as soon as they distribute it. Uh, so on that song, I played all the instruments, uh, myself tracked um tracked that at 
uh, Right Way Studios in Baltimore. So shout out to those guys. Shout out. Yeah, yeah shout out uh, Nate Lanzino. Awesome. Um, awesome engineer. And I've known him actually for a little bit now. So he's he's a great guy. And um, it was definitely a struggle getting some of the instruments down because I personally, I would class my, classify myself first as a guitarist. Um, but um, yeah, for the past two songs, I had just been playing all the instruments uh, myself. Um, for a couple other songs coming out soon, um, I was playing with uh, a few good friends of mine, uh, Ben Heemstra, Dan Sadler, and Chris O. And uh, those are all Naptown-based cats. And uh, so they played on yeah, sure. two songs that I was working on before this whole COVID nonsense. So uh, yeah. ho- hopefully that'll be finished up uh, after the uh, the storm is is cleared yeah man well it sounded pretty good i was listening to it today uh today i was just kind of going through what you got on spotify at least and it's definitely smooth man so appreciate that keep at it i'm sure you're definitely going to get better too as as we all do as we go along that's the hope right yeah (laughs) um so yeah you kind of went through like some of your influences and some of your your uh favorite bands and stuff maybe um, are there any other local bands that you play with or that you want to kind of mention? Cause I mean, I'm always interested in the Naptown scene a little bit because it seems like it's one of the strongest ones around. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, Annapolis has a lot going for it and, uh, it's, it's very saturated musically. It just kind of seems to breed a ton of incredible musicians and, um, I'm, I've been lucky to to start, you know, playing out, um, you know, in that area. And, uh, yeah, just as far as local local groups go, um, I love Pressing Strings. Uh, Pressing Strings, Scribe, uh, Aaron Yieldhall. Um, those guys are all awesome, good friends of mine. Yeah, I've been hoping to maybe get him on here eventually once, you know, as time goes by. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're awesome. Um I uh, had the pleasure of playing with um, uh, Jessie Marie, and she yeah. had played in a band called Amber North, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've played with, with her and uh, Jason Kears um, for a bit, and uh, yeah, those guys are awesome as well. Um, shout out to Jess and, and that crew. They, they've got a ton of good music up on Spotify and all that good stuff, so. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, cool. I mean, um, that's really perfect, actually, if you're releasing anything new, especially like a week from now, because, I mean, we can time this episode right on with that. Sweet. (laughs) Um, I try to release these things on a Monday, but, you know, I'm flexible. And uh, given the quarantine, actually, business has been kind of busy on this thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep actually keep up with the editing part of it all. Right on. But but certainly like a week out or or whatever the date is, um, I could try to work with you on that. Cool. And uh, yeah, I don't even know. Try to drop the links in and yeah, and do be, that whole thing. That'd be great. I actually don't even know, to be honest with you, when uh, the streaming platforms are gonna catch. No, I know the, the struggle. Yeah, like, so Spotify and all yeah, that. Each yeah, place I like to submitted it like it. three to four weeks ahead. Right. Yeah. So I I submitted it probably like a week ago. So it could be a couple weeks. I'm not really sure, but. Yeah, I think the minimum really is you're supposed to release like two weeks. And then they can almost guarantee that it'll be up in four. So uh, okay. anything in between there, they don't always guarantee you, unfortunately, gotcha. as I've learned. <laughs> Good to know. But it's not like 
I don't exactly have thousands of followers waiting for it either. So, uh, you mean NBD. both? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, internet stuff. So, given that we're all in the quarantine and we're all musicians, and uh, a lot of us have part-time jobs too, clearly, given the uh, you know podcast title. But uh, how have you been, kind of passing your time, like keeping yourself busy? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the past couple weeks since the uh, the uh, virus hit, um, just kind of making at-home videos. Uh, I've been really starting to learn the AV world. Um, so, yeah, just like doing some DIY covers and stuff. I just released a, uh, a cover of Lean On Me by Bill Withers. Which uh, is very good. Yeah, I appreciate for that. For people who don't <laughs> uh, follow you. Yeah, so that's been fun. I... Um, I've just kind of been getting into, uh, yeah, using, you know, digital audio workstations and recording myself and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's fun and it's cool because, um, I can start collaborating with other people. So like I'm working on a project right now, it's actually, uh, an Alan Stone cover called American Privilege who, um, so basically I've, I've knocked out all the instrumentals for that and I'm going to send those files over to my buddy Millen. And right um, he he's a Baltimore guy, uh, incredible singer. I'm gonna have him sing on it, have him film himself singing, and he's gonna send it back to me. And uh, I'm gonna edit those videos together and try to get something at least decent out of it. So sweet. Well, I always try to give myself a little plug and say if you ever need like a killer guitar solo thrown on something, that's my game. There you go. So right I got on. my number. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool if you're able to collaborate like that. I mean, especially in the modern times and now even the more acutely modern times where we sort of have to lean on these mediums yeah. to get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could ask. Sometimes I ask if people's vices are taking them down uh, while they're uh, left to their own Shit's own getting devices, dark up in here. So to speak. <laughs> but often you can take that two ways. You can be really productive or you can be self-destructive i don't i don't really know but it sounds like you're more in the self uh non-destructive department so i hope so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so i i you know everybody has their vices but um i'm trying to make my music i suppose so (laughs) yeah are you doing any live streams or anything like that we should mention or yeah actually um i don't anticipate this being out by tomorrow but i'm just scheduled uh, a live stream tomorrow night, uh, Thursday. Oh, right on. Yeah, so I, I, I might might get one up and running um, after that. I'm not quite sure yet. It's kind of like a, I don't have like a weekly thing going like a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you do another one, I mean, uh, I'll certainly try to, again, release that around that time or whatever's helpful. Cool. If I can be flexible. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I've been watching everybody play live. I guess I haven't really done it myself. but uh, Yeah, you should. It, yeah, I, I probably should. i got to release something, I guess. Yeah. Had to had to cancel a music video shoot, unfortunately, just, you know. Yeah. Being safe and all that. Right. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't, that's no excuse for a live stream, for sure. Right. Right. All right, so, yeah, we covered kind of, like, some of the new stuff coming up, new releases. Uh, you know, obviously we can't really talk about gigs. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about your favorite places to play 
if you want to mention that yeah. when society does come back online yeah uh where people might see you when they're out and and all that yeah definitely um so uh annapolis obviously is is my regular gig location um i play i love playing at uh 1747 reynolds tavern um yeah that's just uh over at church circle a really cool historic pub you know opened in 1770 uh, uh 1747 so um yeah they got a really cool little tavern down underground tavern with a little fireplace and really quaint place to play and they really value music so i love playing there um Ramshead tavern uh not sure if i'll still be playing there after this virus clears <laughs> but uh we we were um i was playing there every saturday night uh had a residency going on there um with uh with ben heemstra and uh all right um. so that's been yeah that's been great i love playing playing there that's a late night one that's 10 to 1 a.m um, yeah i've noticed a lot of people are in there like scribe as you mentioned yep yeah love playing there um yeah i don't know there's not really been a place that i i don't like playing um <laughs> I was playing a lot over at uh, Pinstripes in um, uh, North Bethesda, which is a cool spot. It's like a, it's a bar slash bowling alley slash fine dining restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So. Um, yeah, uh, maybe it's a broad subject. Um, I typically kind of try to phrase it as like, what got you into music or or what is what you were aspiring to be or, you know, what gets you fired up, um, in music either now or in the past, maybe you're disenchanted <laughs> now and you were fired up then, or maybe you're fired up now and you were disenchanted then. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I think, it, but I just try to kind of ask people what got them into it in the first place. Yeah. I think it kind of comes in waves. Um, you know, sometimes it'll be like, amped up, ready to get going. Um, once I started playing so much, you know, three to four times a week, um, it's easy to let it feel like a chore sometimes. And so, you know, I try to just fight that as much as I can and maintain yeah. the uh, the true passion and love for it without sounding too cliche. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely comes in ways. When I first started... Um, playing uh i i think i picked up my dad's guitar um and i i started playing it instead of like this i had it like down like a uh like a pedal steel almost and yeah. you know i didn't know what i was doing and i just liked the sound just kind of like strumming along with it and um yeah i don't know I, my dad was like all right well i guess we should get you going and guitar and and both my parents um grew up in music my mom was a, a piano performance major in college oh, right my dad also ha has a degree in music he plays trombone and yeah and my brother as well so it, it kind of st stemmed from from that just hearing it all my life started hearing a lot of classical music and being around that you know Tchaikovsky and and Brahms and all that but um yeah after after that you know hard segue to funk and rock and roll and uh yeah. r&b and soul music so 
Yeah, I mean, I think that certainly covers kind of the, the serious side of the ambition to play music. And then, to me, there's always kind of like the less serious side of why you play music, which, I don't know, maybe it's like a vulnerable situation. You got to get to see yourself through a different lens and make fun of yourself, maybe even a little bit. Um, it, it's just a unique sort of thing to do. So I usually ask people, like, you know, if they've had any funny gig stories or maybe just less than favorable <laughs> gig stories <laughs> uh hmm yeah uh yeah i probably have like a very prime example of that <laughs> so when i was playing with um with Rhett repco uh we had just a very quick tour leg down in um, jacksonville florida and yeah. uh we were playing at this kind of hole in the wall rinky dink spot and um I, before we started, I think I said on the mic, like, you know, Rhett was kind of introducing us and, you know, I, I you know, said, what's going on y'all? But I said it in kind of an overly Southern accent and I was like, oh. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, how y'all doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, about halfway through the set, uh, after we finished probably like our fourth or fifth song, uh, some guy in the back, uh, yelled up at me and he was like, He's like, hey, should I say something about that southern accent that you tried to put on or just let it let it slide? And <laughs> just like I was like, oh shit, like this is this is bad. And well, I don't know why didn't come after you with a shotgun or something. Yeah, yeah, right. I definitely definitely uh thought the worst at the moment, but I uh I think I said something like I actually said this in the mic. I think I was like, No, it's okay. I used to live in Alabama. So I guess for some reason I thought that that was like justification for it, even though I, I was definitely putting on an accent, but I did live in Alabama for a few years. But yeah, I don't know. Funny, yeah. funny gig story, I guess. Well, you're a pretty photogenic dude, so I I don't imagine you really rub people the wrong way very often. You, <laughs> you know what with, I mean? You, you flirting <laughs> with me, Brett? What? Am I hitting on you? Yeah, you hitting on me, Brett? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> But, you know, I am working myself into a different uh, relationship arrangement at the moment. So, <laughs> Un unfortunately, for better or worse, though, you do have my number. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do you have any kind of goals or plans once this whole thing blows over? I mean, obviously, you're releasing music. That's good. Um,. Anything else just kind of either with a band or no band or touring or no touring or booking shows? I think, um, you know, always booking shows. That's a constant. Um, but I think um, I think touring would definitely be on the horizon. Uh, you know, I, I am playing. I've been playing all over the country doing some private party gigs. Um, like I said, you know, um, shout out to my good friend Austin Ellis who got me kind of hooked up with the private party sector. And that's been incredible to play, you know, playing ceremonies and just flying out to, to different States to, <laughs> to do something like that, uh, is pretty, is pretty rewarding. And, um, so yeah, thank you to Austin for kind of opening that opportunity up. But yeah, I think eventually, uh, I've been writing more, I think than I ever have before just in the past half year or so. Um, so yeah, hope, my hope is just to get that out there as much as I can. And if people around the country or around the world want to, want to hear that music live, um, I mean, that would be awesome. So if I could 
get some tours set up maybe in the next year or so. Uh, that's probably a, a short-term short term plan. Right on. So, yeah, let me ask you maybe about writing songs and what you're interested in writing in. Um, I know me personally, I was maybe a little bit of a late bloomer in that realm. I was always obsessed with playing guitar and studying guitar players and maybe writing songs at least instrumentally all the way through, but only until I hit my like 20s that I actually kind of thought maybe writing full-fledged songs was even more of an infatuation or an obsession. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you can kind of give me a background on yeah. how you started doing that. Yeah, I definitely had an obsession. Um, John Frusciante was my first guitar love. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, he was, I mean, Respect. he was like, <laughs> yeah, man, he was definitely, I mean, Chili Peppers were probably the first, at least the biggest rock and roll influence on me. Um, and I he, highly recommend Anthony Kiedis' book, both to you and if anyone listens to this that is a funny, funny book. Yeah, Scar Tissue. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That one was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and man, yeah, I love John Frusciante. That shit, I mean, watching, and his solo stuff as well. Uh, kind of got obsessed with him, and, you know, I, I definitely made his picture, like, my, my PC desktop background, I think, at one point. <laughs> yeah, I still do that to this day on all my desktops, different yeah. guitar players. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Good uh, influence, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but who did you start to think of? Maybe I, I know you mentioned soul and R and B as far as maybe putting songs together. Who do you think you derived your sound from, or like just your core inspiration, maybe? Oh, for um, writing songs. Hmm. It doesn't have to be a person either. I mean, personally, I find books are just being pissed off about something could yeah. be a great influence to write a song, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've definitely written a song or two just being pissed off. Um, uh, my first album that I released uh, entitled Jungle Dreams, that yeah. that album was actually about losing my mom to, uh, to cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. So that, yeah, I mean, that's uh, definitely, you know, obviously a, a big, um, a big pull to, to really get creative and kind of uh, honor her musically. So, um, yeah, check that album out. That was recorded um, over. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, usually on a serious note, I mean, most artists' best work or at least most vigorous work comes out of some form of emotional turmoil, wherever it comes from. Yeah, definitely. And that's why when I was playing so many shows for a while, um, I felt like I didn't have time and I also didn't have inspiration to write. So um, mm. I think, yeah, I think now it's kind of uh, inspired me to kind of slow down with gigs and focus more on what's going on in my life, how to write about that, and so on. I'm always a little curious, too, of other people who write songs. Like, do you find... Let me rephrase that. What percentage of songs that you write do you throw away? And do you think that there's a happy medium? That's a really good question. <laughs> I never thought about that, actually. It's really only a songwriter's sort of question. I, I don't feel like I'm going to ask most people that, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I'd say uh, less than more. I, I probably throw away, like, maybe, like, 40, 30 to 40% of songs. 
Yeah. Maybe it's 30. It's probably good. Yeah, because most of the songs I write, I'm, I'm, there are so many songs I write, and then I'm like, oh, no, like I'm halfway through, and I still I have lyrics, I have chords. I'm like, ah, I don't see this going anywhere. Just kind of put it on the back burner. And that probably happens like two out of every five songs or so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it changes, especially maybe for me as I get older. Uh, maybe I'm more hesitant to release stuff, but I'm always just thinking all killer, no filler. Yeah. But uh, that also could be a symptom of just, you know, I don't have a lot of streams, not a lot of fans. So <laughs> you and me, both, I don't know what bro. people like. <laughs> I'm it's not just easy. Like, I'm fishing a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's not easy out there, man. It's uh, it's the, it's an algorithm game, and and uh, yeah. So I do believe that in your gut you have a strong feeling when you put the song together, like you feel it. You're like, all right, yeah, this is a good one. Definitely. And sometimes you're like a little fifty-fifty or a little wobbly, maybe, mm-hmm. about it. And you're like, ah, should I release that one or should I even record it? Right. Or should I just kind of keep it on the back burner? Yeah. But uh, I guess that's the luxury maybe of having a record contract or having. Uh, reason to release a shitload of songs, <laughs> right? I wouldn't know. Is that you? You can do that, right. but these days it does seem like a lot of people are releasing less, not more. So I was just curious what your philosophy was. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah, I think it's kind of like it shifts. You know, I, I mean, I, I am right now where I'm like, I just want to be good. Like, I just want to keep putting out songs and be doing that. Uh, but it's not like I'm like, oh, I just want to keep putting out shitty songs. I'm like, I want to keep putting out music. But I also am going to make sure that it's uh, it's real and um, it's not just packaged up to be a commercial success, but something that's that's uh, genuine, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of the point of doing the podcast is obviously to try to promote your music, but also just to kind of, if you do have people, friends, whoever, that know you a little bit more through the lens of for instance me like the cell phone i don't really know you at all um (laughs) or just people who kind of are acquaintances you know the point of doing something like this is to kind of let people know a little bit more about who you are outside of the music and uh so i try to ask random shit like um you know what's your favorite movie what's your favorite tv show we'll start there but I got plenty more, and you're allowed to dodge any question. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, favorite movie? I really like uh, Interstellar. Oh, um, yeah. That actually comes with a book, by the way. Does Sorry, it really? I'm just kind of a book nerd, but... <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, I, I need to read more, honestly. Like, I've, I'm It's so- called The Science of Interstellar, and it's a really good book. Hell, yeah. I got to check that out. I, I, love, um, I love all sci-fi. Uh, I love weird movies. Um... I like yeah, thrill it's like psychological thrillers. Uh uh Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. That was a good one. Yeah, that's probably that's definitely up there. Um I like uh not so much a sci fi or anything, but I like the fighter with Christian Bale and uh Mark Wahlberg. Um boxing movie. Um favorite T V shows gotta go with the classic uh the office you know that's that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely up there you know um yeah i think i'm gonna start compiling a top 10 answers uh, after i get enough more episodes but 
I feel like The Office is always going to come in at least top three. Always. It's so good. It's just a, it's a good therapeutic show, too, when you're feeling some kind of way. Yeah. You, you know. I think its nearest comparison is um, Seinfeld, personally. Yeah. But love maybe that Seinfeld. makes me old. I don't know. No, I love I love Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is out there? Yeah, I, I love sitcoms. Uh, speaking of Seinfeld, I love Larry David's uh, Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, yeah, I never got too far into that one, but uh, I mean, obviously, it comes with high regard, yeah. for sure. Yeah, anything by Larry David, I think he's comical genius. Um, uh, what else? I mean, that kind of answers that question. Other than, have you watched the Tiger King? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and I just started watching it just a few days ago. I think we got to like. Um, Probably like the third episode. Um, I want to keep watching it. Uh, my girlfriend, Irene, she uh, thought it was kind of too ridiculous, and so she just couldn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't hang on. Well, um, yeah, I mean that's definitely a fair assessment. But I think so far, um, one of the funniest things someone said was about it was actually not in real life, but on this podcast. I interviewed another guy, a Phoenix and Stone Cold Shocker, and he was like, "Yeah, it's." It's kind of like if McDonald's was TV and you just can't stop eating it. Like, you look at it, you know, it's kind of ridiculous and bad for you, but it's just so good. You yeah. can't stop. I think that's a perfectly so. analogous uh, uh, example right there. <laughs> so I got to give her credit for that. Um, Maybe just random questions. Like, uh, I usually ask, like, um, spirit animals or guilty pleasures? And you don't have to answer both. I just throw them both out there. I saw that. Um, spirit animal. Hmm. I guess my dog, Baxter. Uh, I think. Right on. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, just kind of a easy answer right there. But my man Baxter is, uh, he, he's a. He's a wild dog who kind of does what he wants. So, um, so it's safe to say you're more of the uh, doggo person. I am, yeah. I, li- I like cats too, but I think dogs. I just like the the excessive personality in a dog. So, yeah, they they definitely wear their their uh, personality a bit extroverted, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, guilty pleasures. Um, for me, it's covering Taylor uh, Taylor Swift songs live. At yeah. house parties. Nice. I can't I can't stop myself. I'm just gonna do it. You belong with me. I haven't hit that one yet. I don't, <laughs> I don't think my voice can quite figure that one out. <laughs> that's a good Some one. Some of those Yeah, that's it is a good song though. Yeah. Um Let me think. Um I I like to watch a lot of, I don't know if this is like a guilty pleasure. I guess to some people it would seem so, but I, I like watching like Disney movies, like, like back when I, like back when I was a kid, just movies that would remind me like of being just a kid and nostalgic like that, like Hercules. And I love the soundtrack on Hercules too, like the gospel. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. You and, uh, you and my girlfriend would get along. Um, so do you have the Disney plus now? So I had it. Uh, I binge watched um, all of the Star Wars in order, just because I hadn't really ever done that. 
And then after that, uh, I I think I terminated the account just because I, I wanted to do that. <laughs> I think I watched Hercules on it, a couple other ones. And then I realized I should probably save money because I have enough uh, monthly subscriptions. So. <laughs> Work. So, like, um, maybe this is too nebulous of a question, but, like, what's something people wouldn't know about you? Um, hmm. Well, actually, not a lot of people um, know, but I kind of let the cat out of the bag in um, my latest song, um, Strange Behavior. Uh, I wrote that about um, having Tourette's Syndrome. So uh, it was it was much more serious when I was a kid. Uh, my tics were more intense, and yeah, um, yeah, it definitely had just a big impact on me. I, you know, grew up in kind of a pretty dark place. I can't really remember a portion of my life because uh, I guess my brain has forced me to forget a lot of it. Um, hmm. But yeah, that song is basically you know strange behavior. Meaning um, when I was younger, I would involuntarily have these tics like motor tics and stuff and not a lot of people you know that's not something I'm like really proud of so I I haven't exactly shouted it from the rooftops but I figured um yeah I figured that I'd release a song about about something that um that impactful and I think it's kind of an interesting paradox because yeah I mean I, I would say it's a pretty awesome thing to do I mean, both because it's bold and, you know, kind of puts yourself out there, but also because, more importantly, if anyone else kind of dealing with that, maybe in their younger days, younger stages of their life, that's something that maybe they can look to yeah. as a sort of sign of hope, you know what I mean? Yeah, I honestly haven't even thought about that, but if that uh, if that were to happen, that would be awesome, yeah. I mean, that. yeah, it's something that I think, I talk about at least with other people who do forms of art. It's like if you could just talk to your younger self. A lot of people, I think, they call songwriting therapy. And maybe that's because it's like, well, if I had a chance to talk to my younger self, what would I say? Right. You know? And would that be a good thing or would it be bad? But, you know, maybe it's just a way of saying, you know, you got to go through some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it all happens for a reason. And, I think in some ways it's good that we can't go back and change things. Yeah, I mean, it it can definitely derive a lot of your passions and stuff from that sort of trauma or whatever you want to call it, struggle. Right. So cheers to that, man. Um, I think that's a a noble, noble cause for sure. Right on. Um, I had a question kind of tangentially based on that. And um, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, maybe we'll delete this part. I usually have to delete my stuttering and my rambling myself. That's like a big part of the editing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, but it came back to me. Um, I I don't know if you're familiar with the area or even comfortable talking about the subject. So again, we could delete it. But um, one guy I've heard interviews extensively from is a guy named Paul Stamets and he is a mycologist and he studies mushrooms and why this is relevant in this case is that he um 
He also had Tourette's until he was about 13, 14, or 15, somewhere in that early teenage years. Hmm. And he ingested a high dose of psychedelic mushrooms and sat in a tree for that day. He said after that day, he didn't have Tourette's anymore. Jeez. <laughs> and he has, he has since dedicated his life to basically the study of all varieties of fungus, if you want to call it that. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I... So his life is pretty fascinating just yeah. from that standpoint alone. But I, I listened to some of his interviews anyway because he's on, like, Joe Rogan and whatnot. Really? You'll have to, so you'll I have could, to text me his name. I could name. probably forward you that interview. I think I can find it. Yeah, yeah, just text me his name or, or send that to me because that, that's super interesting. It makes sense, honestly, because, you know, they're very psychoactive and Tourette's is um, all in the, uh, in the neurons, you know. It's like firing neurons yeah. all the time, so... It would make sense that it could change the structure of your of your brain. Yeah, I mean, modern studies studies are saying that it does rewire your brain in often positive ways. But that's a that's a very deep rabbit hole I could go into. I just thought though that I would mention that as a sort of corollary. To yeah, you have to what pass. You were talking about. Well, you'll have to pass me a joint before we get into that uh, <laughs> that realm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think we're on that level <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Hopefully the mic didn't pick that up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I could find your music f fairly easily uh, on Spotify. Yep. But I, I do have a bit of a German heritage, so maybe my, my spelling is okay when it comes to the your sites or those types of names. But uh, for anyone out there listening, what's the best place to find you? Um, yeah, I would say my website's always good, uh, and that is www.stefanhoyermusic.com. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-H-E-U-E-R music.com, and um, that has all my videos, um, uh, original music on there, photos, tour dates, um, basically everything you need to know. Uh, Facebook also, if you just search my name. Um, right on. Yeah. Cool. Well, one question I've been meaning to ask is, can we swap T-shirts? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, we can definitely swap T-shirts. I've, I've been trying to sell the rest I of mean, mine. I'm ha I'm happy to just outright buy one of yours, and you can mail it to me. But I don't even know if you've seen my band's logo, but that's what's on our T-shirt. So I yeah. thought I, I try to swap T-shirts with people when I can. Definitely. I, I've been trying to get rid of the rest of my uh, my T-shirts from um, my release of uh, Seasons, which is a song I released uh, late last year. So uh, let's definitely swap T-shirts. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I think it's a cool design. Um, hopefully. I know it's harder to sell T-shirts when you're not playing gigs. It's just the way it is. It is, man. Uh, those things can go quick if you have a good gig. and I don't know. A little bit trickier to sell online, perhaps. Yeah. yeah well, um, this interview has gone uh, pretty much perfectly as far as time goes. I, mean, I don't have any standard. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't go for three hours. <laughs> but uh, somewhere between a half an hour to an hour is usually pretty solid. And Sweet. we're just we're uh, right up around 45 so you can't ask for anything better than that oh, um sweet. really i'll probably just let you have the floor but before i do i usually just ask people like 
they have any shout outs like people you think might listen mom dad drug dealers i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh definitely a big shout out to my uh my good friend austin ellis um who i mentioned earlier he uh awesome musician he was actually uh i think he was on, he was on an episode of the voice um back like i don't know a few few years ago i could be wrong as far as the timeline goes but he's an awesome dude uh great musician great singer all around uh good dude and um yeah um shout out to my my girlfriend irene irene mendez uh yeah you gotta give the other half some love yeah the love of my life pay for that if you don't (laughs) yeah right you got it's the the obligatory shout out right there um yeah uh will lopez my man will andy reed um did you say andy reed yeah Sorry. do you know andy reed and i just immediately think of the football coach not oh. bad <laughs> oh that's right over my head <laughs> oh yeah there's a the guy who won the super bowl this year the head coach was andy reed oh gotcha well it's so. not it's not him but like if he wants to take the shout out he can do that as well <laughs> <laughs> Just wouldn't. Just wanted to make sure you weren't a Philly fan. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, I guess that's yeah. I guess that's it. So, is there anything we kind of didn't cover so far? Like, um, yeah, I think we nailed it down. You got a new song coming out, which is, you know, awesome. Yeah. Uh, timing's good for that since people are sitting around. Right. Most of us, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's about it, to be honest. Um, yeah, good good timing for the song, hopefully. Well, now that you've told me, I guess it'll be out probably within a, a one to two weeks from now. So. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm pretty flexible. I try to release, like, once a week. Um, but, again, given the times, it's actually been sort of easier to get people on so i mean whatever works for you so yeah it's good good talking to you i mean um it's funny but i i named my last album parasocial because um the the topic kind of applies to people you only know through the internet mm-hmm. yeah. or through a medium that isn't face to face is that so i feel like what is, is that out like the the album on uh yeah it's actually an ep but um now that i think about it but yeah it's out okay sweet but it's a, it's a topic i stole off of a comedian called bo burnham oh yeah i love bo burnham yeah and he was in an interview he was like yeah people only know each other parasocially anymore and i'm like huh i don't even know what the fuck that means <laughs> but <laughs> i'm gonna write an album about it nice man uh, i'll give it that i'll give that a listen so you're one of those people that I think I know parasocially, if I understand the, the topic correctly. To so, uh, yeah. so yeah, I want to thank Stefan for coming on. Uh, again, his name is Stefan Hoyer. You can find him on Spotify and uh, on Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, the song you're hearing in the background is one he just released called Strange Behavior, which is the one we were talking about. 
There's also a pretty well done music video done for it as well that you can find on YouTube or through one of his sites. Um, other than that, hopefully again, everybody's staying safe, staying sane, staying healthy. And um, if you do have to go to work, you know, you're out there grinding, then props to you, especially to the docs, nurses, medics, medical personnel of all sorts, respiratory therapists. In any case, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, like I said before, you can uh, message if you want to do an episode yourself, if you're a musician out there. And uh, other than that, I will see you next week. Later.